Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Saturday, August 21st, 2021. Here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. We have got a loaded, loaded schedule today. We've got 10 NFL games. We've got uh, 15 Major League Baseball games. There's soccer. We never talk about that on this show, but could if we wanted to. And uh, we've got uh, the Pacquiao fight. And I've talked to my friend Rob Peters. He's in Vegas for the fight. And, uh, of course, he's been in the wild card gym with Manny Pacquiao. He's personal bodyguard. So got some information about the way Manny's training, about how camp has gone, and what he projects for the fight, which is always good to have because he knows <laughs> if there's a tweak, you know, if there's not a tweak, if there's, you know, boxing is a very, uh, very different sport because it's just one guy. You know? So it's like a little pinky twinge could make all the difference. Guys, you know, had to shed weight at the last second. You know, it's like these are all big factors. And he says Manny Pacquiao is in rare form, vintage Pacquiao form, knocking out sparring partners in the in the gym. Stopping, you know, stoppages. He said that he was ready for Spence and he would have taken him. So, uh, I don't know. Rob is always usually super optimistic on these things. He's, you know, he's on the payroll. But, uh, you know, so you have to, you know, take it for what it's worth. But he says that uh, Manny Pacquiao is the play in this one and that, you know, he believes that he'll go on and fight Spence or Crawford after this. And those guys should probably be on the lookout as well. So, uh, yeah, the 42-year-old senator from the, from the Philippines. I guess we'll ride Manny once again. This is one of the rare Manny fights I haven't been to. And, um, you know, it's it's odd you know, that Rob's in Vegas. I'm not out there with the gang hanging out, Team Pacquiao. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, these are different times. But, uh, you know, I think I've seen uh, a lifetime full of Manny Pacquiao fights. live. Well, been fortunate enough to 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 see those and uh rob has some good fighters coming up too so uh we'll be in touch with rob peters probably try and get him on some shows i've always tried to get rob to do a show with us um about boxing you know where he comes in from the wild card you know gets freddie on and manny and whoever you know but tough schedule because um when you work with international in an international sport like that you're all over the place you know like like a lot of us like me haven't traveled in you know almost two years now year and a half and you know rob you know, he just got back from ecuador where he's working with mm. arnold gonzalez who's seven and oh welterweight right now and uh you know one of the hottest prospects out there so you know but i'm excited for the fight i wish it was spence you know like everybody else and uh, i think even manny wishes it was spence but as Rob said, um, you know, that's that was always Pacquiao, you know, that I knew, you know, stopping the, the guys in, in the in, in the sparring and in the gym and uh, you know, way back, cash and Pacquiao tickets, way back. I've been betting Pacquiao fights so long they they write them on the board, you know, they used to write that with from when they wrote the odds on the board. That's how long I've been betting Pacquiao fights. Some of my biggest winners, Pacquiao fights. And they knocked knocked out Oscar De La Hoya, plus 170. Oh, man, I had a boatload 
on that thing. A boatload sat with Pepper Roach, no longer with us, Freddie's brother and a uh, few other guys from the gym for that one. It was awesome. It was, it was just something to see. And then uh, Morales 2, um, that was a, a pick'em. Man, he took him out in the uh, in the eighth round. I had hit a trifecta at the win, and I just took the whole thing. I put it all up, Manny, by knockout on that one. That's what Manny used to stay at the win. Now he stays at, uh, what do they call that thing? The, at the uh, Mandalay Bay, they have, like, it's called, it's the one, like, the same name as the hotel in Miami, the... I forgot the name of the place. Anyways, those those were the days. But uh, yeah, different. You know, boxing is different now. I think I paid for a third row ticket with Morales three Pacquiao Morales three. It was five hundred bucks. Now it's like eight grand. (laughs) 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 We paid a hundred bucks get in price um, for second tier down for Morales two. You know, this like in um, you know not the upper deck, but like the next one down, and like the first row of the neck of the hundred dollar seats. We paid a hundred bucks for those seats. Now those seats are like eight hundred or more base. <laughs> Ridiculous. That's when they bought it, Thomas and Mac. Anyways, we started the show right on time, so that means we're going to get into the picks right on time. We've got NFL football today, and uh, last night, well, I got my best. You know. Oh, man, inches, right? Game of inches and all that other stuff. You know, subjective calls, especially in the preseason. You know, I didn't understand the penalty on the fumble there. And for the Bengals, I don't watch it with the sound, so I don't know exactly what happened there, but it sure looked like a fumble from where I was sitting and no penalty at all. There was no head contact, no spearing, no nothing, right? It was just a good, solid football hit. And then um, at the end of the game, they had a chance. If the, if the Bengals would have stopped them on that last play, then they would have kicked the field goal and would have covered. But that's football, and, you know, it's kind of like it's preseason for losing games like that too, right? It's like you win some. You, <laughs> we're winning so games. The Bengals could have went for the touchdown instead of just kicking a field goal to go down uh, they, They're terrible. They're, they're lousy. They're in for a very long season. <laughs> I think Washington was a good play. It just didn't happen again. No, it's, it, it, it lost, so it's not a good play. I mean, it's pretty yeah. much the way it works for it, me. It's like if it, I cash the ticket. It, it, was it, a, it was a yard away from cashing. It, so. Well, it wasn't, but it didn't. You know, it's my, it still pays the same as an 85 to nothing blowout. You know, it's like, that's the problem with that. You know, it's like, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. Right. That's what they say. But, uh, yeah, it's the other game was even funnier because the chiefs guy ran right out of the bounds at the end of the game. He ran right out of bounds straight down the sideline. He was like, And, and even his teammates, when he came back in the huddle, they looked at him like, what are you doing? Well, why didn't he just run it in? It's the preseason, is what I heard all of them say. He could easily run right in the end zone, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, especially pre- right? especially preseason where the games, you know, they don't. Um, you know, these guys, <laughs> they're might all not like, see, these guys. Might you're not you're see fighting the field. for a job. Why didn't you get a touchdown? <laughs> so you, you could easily romp right in. <laughs> Colt McCoy, he sucks. I I, I don't care, oh, man. I'm not going to even sugarcoat oh. it here or anything. This guy stinks, man. Stinks. He stinks. 
He, he I don't see how he's on a, an NFL roster. There's so many guys out there that are, you can't do better than this. I mean, it's not like he's never played before. It's not like he's never seen time in games. It's not anything like that. How is this guy so bad? How is he so bad? It looks like he looks, he's like. He's good in practice. Oh, my God. It's like, he maybe he isn't, but, but that's fine that he's good in practice. Then you put him on the practice squad. You know, you don't put him on the varsity. It's he's like, Joe Montana, the practice I mean, It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> that It's amazing that that's the best you can do with a second string. But is this the world of the salary cap that we're living in and why that's the best they can do for a second string? Or is it just that is the best available out there? Because it's not good. There's nothing good about it. It was. It was. It's tough. To, it's a tough watch, is what it is. Oh, it was a tough watch. Drive down the field and then throw it in a double coverage. It wasn't even close. Yeah, was Chad like, what was I that? Mean, <laughs> Chad Henney. I mean, this guy. He's made a career out of stinking. Bill Parcells' worst draft choice in the history of his quarterback picks is Chad Henney. Yeah, he's still playing in the NFL. Yeah, he stinks. He's still stinking in the NFL. Colt McCoy gets $1.2 million a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of things, that's a light amount. I, I could do that. Hey, he beat the Seahawks last year. <laughs> I could do what he does. I could do that. I, I swear. I'd like to see that. I'm old, but I'm old and short and slow and, and fat, but I could do it. We need a pick dogs football game. I'm telling you, man, this guy stinks. Yeah, Ruflo on the offensive line. Oh, God. Ruflo would probably, like, keel over trying to snap the ball. Anyways, we got games today. Let's see what we got on the schedule. I've got just, I put, I have two that I really jumped off the page at me. The rest of them are kind of just... I, I saw you had five today or something. Well, th- at, at three baseball, two football. So, five. That's 30% of the card. No, it's not. I'm just messing no, with you. <laughs> I'm just I mean, teasing you. No, it's not. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. But, um, anyways, we got the. The Bills and and the and the Bears. This one's interesting. It's Mitch Trubisky's triumphant return to soldier. Then we have uh, the Packers and the Jets. It's the Jordan Love show. This guy is getting not a lot of love. Um, we've got the Miami Dolphins and the Atlanta Falcons. Tua, most improved player of week one from last year, I would say. Certainly looking like a Pro Bowl Hall of Famer. And... Uh, Baltimore, Carolina, haven't lost the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. It has been a long time since they lost one. Three and a half, they put the hook in there. And then uh, Detroit and Pittsburgh, the David Blau show enters Heinz Field. Smother some ketchup on that baby. Ron, you're chomping at the bit for the uh, for the football here. What do you got? <laughs> Yeah, well, death taxes and the Ravens win a preseason game, it seems like. But uh, I'm just going to lay the points with Baltimore here. Uh, don't love laying more than three on the road, but the Ravens, like Mitch said, haven't lost a preseason game 18 straight now. Um, Panthers 
had the plus two turnover ratio last week against the Colts and still lost the game by three points. Uh, the secondary was torched by Ellinger and Eason. I think the Ravens, uh, you got Trace McSorley, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think he has a sharp night today. And then you got Huntley. He's an exciting, he's an intriguing option for the Ravens. I like, he's a two-way player, uh, can run the ball. He actually led the Ravens in rushing last week. So I'll take the Ravens and I'll lay the points. And then I'm also going to take the under in the Jets and Packers game. Uh, the Jordan Love show is going to have to be put on hold because he's not going to be playing in this one, uh, banged up. And the Packers have really, really thin, skilled positions on offense. You got Ben Kurt and uh, Dolgala as the quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, haven't really heard much about these guys. Um, wide receivers, I mean, that's the, the reason why Rodgers is complaining, with, you know, the, the thin wide receiver and running back spots. Uh, Packers only scored seven points on the Texans last week. Now they face the Jets, and I think they're going to struggle offensively. And the Jets only scored 12 last week. Um, this total is super low for a reason. I'll take the under. Rod, what do you think? And for, for me, I'm going to take the uh, the under in the Buffalo Bills and the, the Bears game. Uh, both got nice, solid defensive depth. I think we see a lot of running in that one. Give me the under. And uh, I'm with Ron as well. Give me the Jets. Well, you know, how, many, how many times are you going to hear me say I'm going to take in the Jets this year? But uh, give me the Jets over uh, the Packers because uh, I think they're in trouble in this game. And, of course, I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to take the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins win by a touchdown over Atlanta. I think they have a solid game at home. Get a win in that one. Right. Yep, I'm going to agree with Rod here. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins here. I think they win this game by a touchdown. They're just the better coach, more talented roster here. Uh, and then I'm going to lean to the Buffalo Bills over the Bears. I just think that's a little bit too many points here. I think it's a field goal game either way. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if the Bills would upset them, but I'm going to take the points here just to lean on the Buffalo Bills. I like the Falcons against the Dolphins with the points. I think the Dolphins win the game. But I think the Falcons cover, if not win outright. This is a traditional game where they play every preseason, and I grew up with this one, so I know I've been to the old Orange Bowl watching this game as a kid and every single time the Falcons won. So no reason to get off of that chip here. Um, I don't know what it is. They just have their preseason number, and uh, I'm going <laughs> to stick with that one. So and getting the points makes it a little easier of a choice, too. Um, so I'm going to take the Falcons in that one. I'm, of course, Dolphins season ticket holder since day one, so I don't have to worry about my loyalty. I got my Kenyon Drake. I might not have my damn Reno outfit on, but I do have season tickets, but <laughs> which I haven't been to a game in, you know, 20 years <laughs> or something anymore. But um, anyways, um, I think that Carolina against Baltimore, I think they cover the spread here. I think the Ravens continue the winning streak. I just think Carolina covers the spread. Coach Rule plays in a lot of close games. Those games at Baylor were super close when he was coaching there. And then last year for Carolina, they lost a lot of close games too. And uh, I think giving a guy like that three and a half points at home is a lot. And I think the Ravens, generally, what we, a lot of these preseason wins throughout the years, and you know we've been betting preseason a lot, which to make us 
Does it make us experts or degenerates? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think that, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of these comebacks, you know, for the Ravens and these kind of late field goal wins, you know, and stuff like that throughout the years in this winning streak. Remember Tyrod Taylor doing it as a bad guy, right? I mean, we've seen this for a very long time now. So, uh, but they do love to win these games. They they might not talk about the streak much, but it's it's there. I don't know what the mainstream media says about it because I don't watch it, but, um, you know, we've talked about the streak for sure. And, um, yeah, of those games, I think those are the two that jump off the page at me. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky at, as far as I could throw him. I thought Justin Fields looked really good last week. I think he's the guy that I might be the most off on on my draft analysis, at least after week one, after, you know, one quarter of football of him playing. Um, he looks to be the guy that I'm the most off on, and, you know, that happens. And, um, you know, but most of the other guys I'm spot on. The Jets, I don't love their quarterback depth either. So as uh, bad as the Packers' quarterback depth is, the Jets isn't really there either. So that's one I'm going to stay away from. It is, um, it is, you know, the, the road team giving points, and we saw the Jets last week against a pathetic Giants team, right? I mean, just sad. 12-7, so, <laughs> you know, I like the Jets' talent level. I like who they have on the team. I'm just not ready to jump on the Jets' bandwagon. I would, you know, if I was forced to bet the game, I think I, in the video I took the Jets, you know, but it's it's not like J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, Jets. that's why I didn't do the, the big old chant. I, uh, I said, I'll take the Jets, but I'm not going to do the chant. <laughs> <laughs> got uh, the Titans against the Bucks. The Titans, big winners last week. Um, one of the biggest winners in week one. Good coached team, but we'll see. He's a good coach until it comes time for the big games. And, well, it kind of just didn't happen for him, right? It's like, it's just one short, right? It's just one short. Then you got uh, Houston and Dallas. Ooh, you want to talk about quarterbacks. The Danucci show. Ooh. That's bad, man. That's freaking bad. It's like they should look into Colt McCoy. If that's the best you can do, maybe Colt McCoy is available, you know? And then you have uh, Minnesota and Indi- <laughs> Indianapolis. Oh, man, Kellen Mond. I, I have high hopes for this guy. I think he's going to overcome that and uh, play a little better, but I think the Vikings had about four yards rushing last week. Um, <laughs> something like that. I think it was six. It was something really low. It was under 10. Oh, that was awful. It was 10. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what happened, right? So, Hamler is a guy that we talked about two years ago for the draft. I, he was one of my guys, right, that I said, this guy's going to be the guy that's a sleeper and that nobody's going to have, and the fantasy players should take Hamler because he's the guy, he's a playmaker and all this stuff. So, the Broncos start in that game against the Vikings. Like, in week one of preseason, Drew Locke, Hamler, they've got everybody in there against the Vikings backups. What do you think is going to happen? Hamler, two catches, 105 yards, one goes to the house. You know, it's like Drew Locke is 5 of 7 for like 220 and two touchdowns. It's like, what do you think is going to happen? It's like, who knew that? If we knew that, that was a that was a bet at all preseason moment right there. If you knew that was going if you knew that was going on. But it'll be interesting to see here because um you know, the Vikings will probably be a little bit more prepared for this one than they were for that one. And the Colts, we saw, we know Frank Reich's dick, right? I mean, douchebag. So it's like, he's a guy that, you know, those are the type of guys that generally 
win in preseason, you know, because they're just they take they're too. It's kind of like too into the game, right? He's too into it. That kind of guy. And then you have uh, the Raiders and the Rams. I don't know if Mariota's playing or not. Is he? I think Mariota. I, I'm telling you, the more we see these other backup quarterbacks out there, the more Marcus Mariota looks like an NFL, like the the pick of the litter of NFL backups, right? I mean, he's he could start on a lot of these teams. Um, and then Denver and Seattle to round out the night. Brian, any of these five beauties? I mean, judging by that six and a half line, I think it's pretty safe to say Mariota is going to play. Uh, I think the two very good, strong plays here. Are the well, no, Texans. no, the Rams, the Rams have come out and said we're not playing any of our starters all preseason. Yeah. So it, well, it doesn't. That, to- the Raiders are going to play their starters. You know, it's, it's stress rehearsal week, right? So they're going to play their starters the first half, right? We know that. That's that's common. But the Rams have clearly said. None of our starters are playing in the preseason. They have. Yeah, we have one team here that's taking the preseason seriously in the Raiders, and one in the Rams that, you know, just want to get to the regular season. I like the Raiders here laying the points. I think they're, you're going to see a much improved Raiders team this year, like we talked about before. And the Cowboys are an absolute mess here. And this is a, you know, Texas rival game. I'll take the Texans plus the. I see it's dipped to three in some spots, but I'll take the three, three and a half with the Texans. I think they knock off the Cowboys outright. Right, and for me in that that grouping of games, I got a little birdcage for you. I'm going to take uh, Tennessee over uh, the Bucks. Tennessee looked real good, nice depth. Uh, game number two, uh, starters play a little more, and then we've seen Tampa Bay a little uh, Super Bowl hangover. I think they uh, start off slow like they did last year. So I like I like Tennessee in that one, and then yeah, just like I said, Minnesota. They got worked by uh, Denver last week. Um, but I think they have a nice bounce back spot. Uh, I think the Vikings uh, beat the Colts in that one. And then uh, Dallas. Dallas is definitely just awful. Are we going to get three and a half points? Well, I'll take Houston plus the three and a half in that one. And uh, the Broncos. Broncos still got the battle over the backups going. So uh, I'll take the Broncos over Clappy. Um, and the reason why it's minus five is because of the battle of the backups in Denver. So, uh, I love Magoo. So I think the Broncos lay the points. Houston plus the points. Tennessee money line. I would say the back of quarterbacks I saw last week, Magoo is one of my guys. He's it's like he's, <laughs> he's, he's one of my guys. I would say he's a better version of Strebler. He's he's good. He's real good. He is good. He's way good. I like the way you know he run, he tucks the ball under, runs, gets up, and he's fired up like a lineman, you know. And it's like he's ready. He's freaking fired up to play. I like guys like that. He's a gunslinger. Guys like that sometimes, you know, like that Josh Allen, right? He's kind of like Josh Allen. That's what he's kind of like. Reminds me of. I like Magoo. I tell you, if something happened to Russell Wilson, they would not be in that bad of shape with Magoo. He's way better than Colt McCoy. Oh, way better. <laughs> Colt McCoy is gruesome. I mean, the last two nights we've seen Joe Flacco and Colt McCoy. This is not even fair. It's like... <laughs> Telling, and, and people wonder why, like, I watch reality television, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, what do we got on the, you know, recorded? You know, I put these games up top. It's like, what do we got recorded? I don't know. Married to the Mafia. Okay. MTB. It's exciting. 
Oh, man. Romanelli, what do you got here? Yeah, I'm going to also take the Texans uh, getting the points. If you could chop your line and get that three and a half. Uh, Cowboys just look abysmal in preseason so far. We know the, the three-headed monster of Gilbert Danucci and Cooper Rush just aren't really doing it. Texans had a nice week last week and still have some some roles that need to be decided, starting position and, and backups as well. So expect a lot of their guys to be in it to the end of this one. So At what point I'll does take McCarthy it. take some ownership over this disaster? Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, been a, it's been rough. This guy's the, the offensive guru, right? He's the, yeah. he's the he's the he's the dreamer. He's the, he's he's the everything, right? Ask him, he'll tell you. You know, at what point does he, you know, say? Yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's been ugly to watch, but I'll take Houston, and then I'm also going to take uh, the uh, Raiders laying the points. Uh, like Brian said, you know, and Mitch said, you know, Rams really have no business being in this preseason. They just looking forward to the regular season. The Raiders are an exciting team. Like we've mentioned plenty of times before, this is a team that's deeper than what most people think. And I'm um, not sure if Mariota is going to get to start. I think he, he should play a little bit. He was, he was doubtful last week, but uh, even if he doesn't play, got another fantastic quarterback in Nathan Peterman. I mean, he didn't look too bad last week, 246 passing yards. He had almost 40 attempts at passing. So, the Raiders gave him a good workload. The running backs looked solid for Las Vegas, 158 rushing yards. So I'll take the Raiders and lay the points. Yeah, Peterman played a lot in that game. Yeah. Looked pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. I like the Raiders in that one, too. I also like Clappy here against Denver. I think they outright him um, at home in Seattle. It wasn't, I think that Clappy last week was just in a bad spot. I think playing in Oakland in uh, Las Vegas last week, their first home game ever with fans in the stands, even if it was a preseason game, the Raiders knew it was an important game. It was important for for the Raiders. It was important for Vegas. It was important for everybody for them, and you know, for for Seattle, they knew that too. But you know, Clappy at home is Clappy at home. And, yeah. I think it's interesting the Vikings. You know. This is a team that I think has one of the best home field advantages in all of the NFL. And last year, without the fans, um, three and five at home, this, they're a good they're a good shot for a turnaround, you know. Because six and two at home for them should be an automatic six and two or seven and one at home should be automatic for a team like the Vikings with that stadium, automatic. So look for them to be one of the good turnarounds this year. Maybe Kellen Mond and you know finds this game. I kind of like that guy. That's my pick for the turnaround of the year. Vikings. Well, I don't know if they're my turnaround. My turnaround of the year is Tua. He's 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 looking good. I think they gave him the downfield threats, and that's what he needs. You know, these Alabama quarterbacks have a tendency to check down. You know, we see Mac Jones do it all night long, and also and he's great. You know, but Tua does it, and it's like, oh no. That's what they do, these Alabama quarterbacks. That's why you don't see any, you know, that's why you don't see these Alabama quarterbacks starring in the NFL since, like, what, Joe Namath. A.G. You don't see these Bama quarterbacks doing crap in the NFL. Check down city, man. It's like, it's easy for a, a uh, you know, number one ranked high school quarterback to throw the ball down the field and, you know, your receiver's the only one there. 
I mean, that's what they played it with that Alabama. Every single one of them go right down the go right down the line and look at the Alabama wide receivers in the NFL. They're all sprinters, every one of them. There's no possession wide receiver from Alabama in the NFL. Well, Julio <laughs> Jones might be at this point, but he used to not be. Yeah, he used to not be. Yeah. Sprinter. <laughs> they all are. Mari Cooper, Waddle. You got Ruggs. Got, you know, they're all just sprinters. So just lob the ball out there. So they got two wide receivers to do that with this year, and we'll see what happens. They got him some fast guys. Got Fuller, he's a guy that only runs one pattern, right? He yep. knows one pattern. Yep. And then he's a one pattern guy. And then you got Waddle, <laughs> who who I think can be a Tyreek Hill type. I think maybe he, he could be like that. He's one of the best, I mean... I'm a Miami guy, and you know, so I'm a Devin Hester guy. But I think that Waddle is one of the best kick returners I've ever seen. It's freaking amazing. He's kind of like Roscoe Parrish was for us. Like just kind of, it's like you go to tackle him, and he's over here. While Hester was just straightaway speed, Roscoe Parrish was kind of like they would go to tackle him, and he'd be over here. And you'd go to tackle him, and he'd be over here. He would play for the Bills for a long time too. Was the same way there. Santana Moss was the same way too. It was just like, good luck. Guy like, you know, he's 5'6, like 145 pounds, you know, plays in the NFL. You, you know how fast he is. Right. If you're that small, man, you play in the NFL, you, you are you fat. Run. It's like Spud Webb, right? In the NBA yeah. and Muggsy. It was like, if you're that small and you play in the NBA, you are really fast you know it's like you have some super athletic dunking power or whatever it's like you're super fast and that's how Muggsy was in spud right it was like whoa anyways brian what are you hawking today what are you selling gonna win people some money uh, well, winning days, I'm going for winning day five of the last seven today i got my nfl pound zone three pack it includes my NFL preseason game of the year. 30% of the games on the board for the NFL. Get all three for $40 at pickdogs.com. Or if you're a VIP member, you get them absolutely free. So sign on up and get my NFL preseason game of the year for free. Ron Romanelli. I'm looking to bounce back today. I got my uh, three-pack today, Super Saturday three-pack. I thought you were going to say plays. I got my ass handed to me yesterday. <laughs> it's like, uh, right, so no, I, back. I, like, I got my ass handed to me. Yep, I got my two NFL plays and an MLB play as well. Looking to sweep the board today and take down the books. How come the guys on Twitter never, like, get their asses pounded like we do? You know, they never get... They never they're like untouchable. You know, they're untouchable, man. Like, I'm doing the Twitter thing now. It's like I've been on about a month, and it's like it's unbelievable. These guys, <laughs> I mean, they're unbelievable. They never lose ever. Never say, man, I just got my ass handed to me yesterday. It's like I had two games. I went two and two yesterday, man. I'll tell you what, both those games were heartbreakers. <laughs> both of my losses, I was right there. You know, it's like Rod. What do you got? Not for me. I've got uh, my NFL game of the week, uh, so you can get that uh, by itself over at PickTalks Premium, or if you're a VIP member, I'll be giving that away uh, in the VIP Premium show later. Um, or I've also got uh, four Diamond Crushers, like four MLB plays, 
You can get them all in one package, my Super Saturday package for MLB, plus my NFL Game of the Week. Jump aboard, get those premium. Let's wow. make some money. I got um, five plays, two NFL, which will both be on the VIP show today. Took my first NFL premium loss yesterday on that um, Washington football team. Couple plays went against me, but that's you know that's betting. It's the same thing as losing eighty five to nothing. Paid exactly the same. I lost, and um, I also my other loss yesterday. I went two and two. My other loss was my I had the Rays against my White Sox, and uh, they give up the home run in the ninth inning to tie up the game, and then I don't even know. never in doubt. I don't even know what the hell happened. Yeah, just like your Giants pick, that was never in doubt, right? Yeah, the oh, Giants can win in Oakland. Yeah, they do that all the time. What are you talking about? I had Oakland yesterday. No, you did. You're missing the, you nah, got the you wrong guy. I did. Yep. Gave it on the drive-thru. Sure you did. <laughs> sure you did. Oakland A's. <laughs> I like the Giants, and they got smacked. I had the A's. Anyways, I got three MLB today. I really like them, and I also really um, – and I don't say that every day. I, I do really like them, even in this time of year. And um, for uh, – I have good angles on those games. All of them have good angles. And then I got two NFL today out of this card. I was able to come up with two games. It's preseason just so hard, man. It's like I could have probably done eight, but it was like – you know, at the same time, and, and I'll continue to look at the card, and I'll you know say, oh man, I could have put this in, but I'll just do those on the on the premium VIP show. We'll talk more about those. We just talked NFL. I just gave out a bunch too. So, plus I did all those videos. But yeah, it's it's that time of year. I could feel it even here in Hawaii. I could feel it. It doesn't get cold here. You know, it just doesn't. <laughs> you know, not where I live, not the part of Hawaii that I live. There's like a volcano behind my, our house. That's like you know. It's kind of way back behind our house. And up there at the top, it can get cold. Um, it's It has snowed up there. I think last year it snowed. Um, it snows every once in a while up there. But it's like where I am, it's, it's never, you never, falls never in the air, but I can still feel it, you know? I still feel it. It's weird. It's that weird feeling you get. We get dew. We get, we get dew. There's dew. Dew on the car, dew in the grass. There's dew everywhere. <laughs> That's how I know it's getting cold. There comes the fall weather. And then the leaves start changing. I can see some uh, red and yellow start to starting to kick in. It's like, ah, yeah, here it comes. I'm on, I'm on Maui. ZZ. ZZ Ball is asking. Says, Are hey, you look, on? a snow drift as big as the house. <laughs> yep. I never want to see snow again. He says, are you on Oahu? <laughs> the answer, no, I'm on Maui still. Anyways, happens. Um, how much do the fans boost NFL results versus college results for home games? I would say not as much. I would say there are certain stadiums where it matters and certain ones where it doesn't matter at all. Like Jacksonville, I don't think it matters. But a place like, you know, that Minneapolis Dome where you can't hear yourself think, I think that's a little hmm. tougher. I know the old Orange Bowl was, was a beast. Yeah, but what about the teams that have to play in Jacksonville when it's like 90 degrees, you know? It's not that hot in Jacksonville. 
Jacksonville's wow. north of the north of West Palm Beach. So in Florida, when you go north of West Palm Beach, it's not nearly as hot as like it is in Miami. Like Miami is tropical, and then you go to subtropical, right? And then it's the, the, you go through what they call the coconut belt in West Palm Beach, and then anything north of that, it starts to get cold. And actually, like you know, you go up to that area. And it's cold, you know, it gets cold in the winter. Not like, you know, rod cold, but it gets cold, you know. <laughs> Nothing to get rod cold. <laughs> no, rod's out there in the, in the you know, the, the, the wife beater, you know. Negative oh, 30, yeah. negative 30 degrees. You meet Santa Claus every couple of days. Like minus 10, and people are like bundled up with two parkas, and it's like, really? It's so sunny. <laughs> You just become acclimatized to it. That's all. Hmm. Drop me into like plus 15. See what happens. <laughs> anyway, Probably not so, a bad thing. <laughs> but I think that um, I think college fans in the stadium is a big deal because I think winning on the road in college football is one of the toughest things in all of sports. And you know, that's why when you look at the Nick Saban teams, right, you look at those Alabama teams and you look at all these national championships that he's won, he's only run the table twice. And one was last year, right, when when there was no fans in the stands. The other one was the A.J. McCarron team. That was a long time ago. Outside of that, he's never run the table at Alabama. He's seen as this great coach. And in Miami, we always consider you got to run the table right, to, to, to be an elite but, you know, he gets it done with one loss because he gets the benefit of the doubt from the committee. While a lot of other schools with one loss would never get the benefit of the doubt. They would never get in the playoff to even be in there with the one loss. This guy gets one loss, the team that beat him is ranked behind him. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's a great coach, he's got a great team, he shouldn't need that. He's got like 10 national championships or something bashing the guy people are going to say I'm not bashing him I'm just saying you know he gets the benefit of the doubt he does oh man we've got Major League Baseball today day games so we're going to do the VIP show in the premium at right after this the premium we'll do right after this of course like we always do and then right after that we'll do the VIP so it'll be a morning show we've got the Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees. This is boring. I mean, how many of the crap? The, so the Yankees, you know, they're playing hot, whatever, like this. You got to say, was the front end of their schedule just really loaded with the tough teams? You know, I got we got to look at their schedule and see what they got because they haven't, they haven't played a team with a winning record outside of the White Sox at all during this entire well, run. The Red Sox. The Red Sox are slumping badly. They didn't catch yeah. Chris Sale in that either. Yeah. They caught, you know, they got the tail end of it. I mean, we're not going to, you know, header. you could discount it, you know, all you want, but the Yankees are hot. You know, they're red hot. You know, are they peaking too early? Probably. They got a lousy manager, so they got problems there. Um, against the, <laughs> They will have problems against the good teams. Well, it's true. When you get to the post, when you get to the post, see, there's a difference between playing the good teams and the bad teams, right? Because when you get play against the good teams, you get into those tactical games. And that's when your your manager earns his money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you throw out Aaron Judge against the Baltimore Orioles every night. Good luck, you know. 
Who cares? You know, you're going to be, there's no managing decision. There's no tactics. There's no nothing in a 10 to one game. You get into a three, two game, two, two game in Tampa. That's a whole different story. And that's where Aaron Boone will lose games for the Yankees. Mail it in. I mean, it, it is automatic, automatic. He gets into those kind of games. He will lose those games. There are, there are 25 managers in baseball that are better than him. He, he yeah. could be he could be the worst. He's definitely in the running. Too much of a uh, you know. I think he's too soft, right? A little soft. I don't he, know about soft. You think the umpires laugh at him when he comes out to argue a call? I think they do. So, here comes the Boone jokes. Aaron Boone's oh Aaron Boone's coming. <laughs> he, he goes at him. I, I think he's a little too aggressive sometimes, but. I definitely think the Yankees need to find a new option at manager. They'll have a chance. I don't know now. I'm worried because they're going to make the playoffs and everything's going to be fine again, but... This is it's still not a World Series team with Boone. And they Boone. haven't made the playoffs yet, man. I know, but they, if they're on the They have played the softest month of a schedule of any team in all of baseball this month. They played the softest schedule. So they've had the best run. They took advantage of it, but they have played the softest schedule, right? So we need to look at what their schedule is going forward. They played the this the streak started with the Marlins, right? Marlins, Orioles. They played the Mariners at home. They played the White Sox in Chicago and the Cornfield, right? So that, that was their one series against a winning team. Then they played Boston, who's a winning team, but they're slumping. And it's like they haven't really been overly tested, I would say, during the streak. And when they were tested earlier this season, they failed miserably. But we'll take a look at the Yankees and see what they have coming forward. And I think that's what you go to say. So, you know, and that's what we'll know. You know, exactly. Four against Oakland coming up. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, the there you go. So, yeah. they have, after Minnesota, they got two against the Braves. And at Atlanta. Then four at Oakland. Then three at Anaheim. So, those are not, you know, those are, you never know. Then three against the Orioles again. Then four against the Jays. Those are all at home, though. But the Jays pitching staff is way better than the Yankees at this point. So you got to figure that's going to be tough. Then three at the Mets. Now, we've been talking about the, the big team in the city versus the second team in the city and how those series generally go. So I would say the Yankees probably in trouble there. If Mets, it, maybe DeGrom's back by then. He probably will be, but... I mean, if the Mets can't score a run, then... Well, it's I, well, I mean, you, it, you're talking in two weeks. It could be a totally different story in baseball in two weeks from now. It's not like the Mets yeah. haven't scored runs all season. I then, know, but they're, then, they're so here basically we go. done. So at Baltimore, at home against Cleveland, at home against Texas, at so here's how they end the season, okay? At Boston for three, at Toronto for three, and then home against Tampa Bay for three. So th- my guess is those nine games are going to decide if the Yankees are the American League East champions or if they're a wild card team or out. Those nine games will be the entire season um, at that point because I could see them because they're going on the road here. I They're not going to sweep the A's in Oakland. They're not going to. No. I mean, 
the West Coast road trips and the Yankees are, have never been a great thing. I remember, I mean, yeah. remember those trips to Seattle? Yeah. Oh my God, King Felix <laughs> made one a Cy Young or just playing the Yankees. Yeah. They do have six against the Orioles. All right. Anyways. I don't think the Blue Jays rotation is better than the Yankees either. Oh, it's way better. Nah. Way better. Now with Cole back in. Nah. Cole Schmoll. Cole Schmoll. Tyone's pitching well. Cole's pitching well. Gill's pitching well so far. I don't think he's the answer, but if Kluber comes back. Kluber's terrible, man. Terrible. Don't even kid yourself. Don't even kid yourself. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, but look at his other games. Yeah, but I mean, look at Tyone. He was terrible, and now he's starting to sharpen up. The White Sox had a guy. The White Sox had a guy up a couple of years ago that threw a perfect no. game. He was in the minors by like the All Star break. <laughs> Believe me, it happened. And oh, who was the guy on um, Detroit that almost threw the perfect game? And they made the wrong call at the game. Oh, uh, Galarraga. Yeah, Armando so, Galarraga. So that's how much a no hitter and perfect game means, right there. Anyways, Yankees, Twins, Rays, White Sox. Um, Cubbies against the Royals. It's air and water show day in, in uh, Chicago, so it should be a nice air show over Wrigley. And, uh, well, did you see the Blue Angels flying over yesterday? It was awesome. And then they had uh, Tigers and the Jays and the Mutts against the Dodgers. <laughs> Brian, these are five miserable games. These are right up your alley. What do you like? Five miserable games. Yeah, I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins today. I think today's the day they knock off the Yankees. Cole, overpriced, minus 225. I think Maeda can keep the Twins reasonably in the game here, and then they steal it late. And I think today's the day to take the Tampa Bay Rays. Got Keiko on the mound for the White Sox. He stinks. Uh, I think the Rays get one back here and get a W. Ron? For me, I'm going to – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said Ron. I don't know. That's kind of going go this way. Fine. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, no, go ahead. Uh, go. I'm going to take the over in the White Sox uh, Rays game. Keiko, I've been fading him all season long, 4.4 ADRA, just not the same stuff he had when he won the Cy Young. And uh, Luis Patino on the other side, you know, one of the Rays' top pitching prospects, but just not doesn't have it this season. Another young arm that still needs some uh, time to develop, uh, walking a lot of batters, giving up a lot of home runs, and – we know the White Sox love left-handed pitching, but he's uh, so usually they bring in a lefty after they bring in Patino. So I expect uh, plenty of runs in this one. I think uh, both teams score plenty. It's, uh, we saw 12 yesterday. I'll take the over. Right. And for me in these ones, I'm going to take the Twins plus the run and a half. I'm going to get plus money on that one. My eight is not uh, his last couple starts. He's actually been pretty good. So. Uh, I think the Twins can uh, hang around and at least keep it a one-run game in this one. So uh, give me the Twins plus the run and a half. And then I'm going to take uh, Detroit over the Jays. Um, as I seen yesterday, the Jays just aren't hitting. Um, sure, Vlad hit a home run, but he's the only guy that's making solid contact and, and actually hitting. Um, so you, you, even, even if your starter comes out and pitches a solid outing, it, 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 you're not scoring runs, you're not winning games. And uh, this Detroit... Detroit, Detroit team still uh, pretty happy, and uh, they take over the Jays in that one. The two I like. Rod, who would you take, Garrett Cole or Hinjin Ryu? Ooh, 
Brian, who would you take? take Cole. I would take Cole. Day. I'd give the check mark to Cole there. Okay. Uh, Jordan Depends Montgomery. Smokes radios I got. Jordan Montgomery. <laughs> so no, we go to number two. Jordan Montgomery versus Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray this year. Robbie Ray is like Robbie a top Ray 10 ERA in baseball this season. Lights out. Lights no. out. How about you, Romanelli, the homer? Yeah, I'd take Robbie Ray. Brian? Yeah, Robbie Ray. Okay. Jameis Italian, Jose Barrios. Rod? Italian. Yeah, I'd probably lean Italian, but it's close. Barrios for me. Way bigger upside. Way bigger potential to throw a huge game. But but way bigger potential to to bring one home. Because this is a guy at this level. Now we're looking at guys that would start a postseason game. right? So these guys would. If it's a postseason game, who would you rather have on the mound? Barrios or Italian? I'd rather have Barrios. He's he's a he, this guy was a number one starter, you know. It's number two pitching in the number three spot. Yeah, but he hasn't really been too many big spots. Neither is Italian, but Italian's. Time, a, I mean, but you were talking about in the three spot, Barrios and Italian. So. I mean, he, he, they're both good options at three. I, I think Italian but, is not a good option at three. He's yes, he is. He's a very good option. At three. It's an aberration. His his season. All right, we'll go to number four, Herman versus Manoa. I mean, Herman hasn't pitched in a while, but... But he's the guy there. Uh, I mean... Manoa. I'm thinking Manoa. It's not even close. It's I mean, not, Manoa it, it, it's totally not even close. Last start. It, one start. Herman's been terrible his whole career. He back. He's a young arm. I mean... I, I'd say Manoa. It's not even close. Look, he has a blip. He has, he has a blip. blip. He's like he rookie of the year. The he, I don't think Herman's the guy right now because he's been out for a while. He's but. listed as number four on the depth chart. I know. I'm the depth chart. I'm, I'm going on the bit. depth chart. And then we have the number five. This is the lesser of two evils. Andrew Heaney <laughs> and Steven Matz. Oh. Pick your poison. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so there's, so there's, there's the pitching staff. Point. There is the starting pitching staff comparison right there. There's that. That's it. They're pretty tight. To it's, be honest with you, it's, I think the Jays have a slight edge there. With I like because I like Barrios. I think the Jays win. Ray Barrios and Manoa, the two, three, four. I give Cole over Ryu, and I I, I even give Heaney over Matt. He's pitched a little better um, over the past month. Um, Matt has been a dumpster fire since the first week, so I have to give che- Heaney the check mark there. I give Cole the check mark. I give Ray Barrios and Manoa over the other three for the Yankees. So I say that that's just me, and that's the only opinion that matters here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, back to back to picking games. It is it is pretty interesting though, right? You see how it it's it's splitting hairs, right? It's super close, and then we can go down the batting order. It's going to be just as close, you know. Just as close. Oh, be yeah, I just, give it to the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's if anything. So it's like. Anyways, where are we? Rod, did you go? Yeah, I took the Twins plus the run and a half, and I took uh, Detroit over the Blue Jays. I'm taking the Yankees in this one. I think they bust up the Twins pretty good here. They're, they're mopping the floor on the bad teams. They also have that mojo going where it's like three runs come out of nowhere. You know, it's always like the seventh inning, too. 
I, I just think teams like that you don't want to get in the way of, especially against the bad teams. I'd way rather, if I'm going to go against the Yankees, I'd way rather take Oakland <laughs> in those games there for the sweep than take Minnesota to, to get a whiff on them here. Um, I think, to me, the toughest game of these five, I don't have any premiums on these. I don't like any of them, but the toughest of these five for me was the Tigers and the Blue Jays because Peralta has pitched well against the good teams. That's when he has pitched well. He was the one when the Tigers went on that run. He was the one that you know came out and put the fire out on the Houston Astros, who were smoking hot going into that game. Remember how hot the Astros were? They had won like you know like the Yankees are right now. The Astros were that hot. Peralta came down, shut him down, and that and the Tigers went on that run. So he's in a horrible spot here. I mean, this is just a horrible spot because the Jays are what two games back in the loss column or one in the wild card race. So it's like. The Jays are, I mean, this is, it's so tight in the American League with the A's um, winning. The Yankees are a game up on the A's, and then the A's are a half game on the Red Sox, four on the Mariners, but only three in the loss column and three in the loss column on the, on the Jays. So this is just so tight in the American League. But the Jays... Plus 115 run differential this season, man. That is, that is off the chain. That's like Dodgers-type numbers, you know? Dodgers plus 208. Yeah, plus 208. Just nothing going on over here. When you beat the Diamondbacks 20-2, to two, you'll get there pretty quickly. And by the way, on the pitching end, the Yankees have given up 493 runs, while the Jays have given up 501. So it's close. It is close. But Severino and Kluber and the Yankees all day. Carbon taken out. The Orioles are minus two thirty. What are you doing? They've given up seven hundred and eleven runs. <laughs> <laughs> they said Diamondbacks are not the worst team in baseball. We are. Wow. They've lost sixteen in a row. All run line. And the thing is, you can't even get paid on that. But anyways, I think that Tigers-Blue Jays game is the interesting one. If you are if you want to take a punt, I think the Tigers might not be the worst place to take it. I think that's that's a pretty tough one. Um, we got the Brewers and the Nationals. We got the A's and the Giants. The Indians and the Angels. The Astros and and the Mariners, and the Reds, and the Marlins. Rod, what do you think? Uh, for me and these ones, uh, I'm going to take uh, the Giants. Uh, bounce back. They lost Oakland last time. But uh, you look at uh, Sean Manaya's starts. He's, he hasn't been good his last three. Oh, and 2 with a nice 12.27 ERA. He's been worked. I'll take the Giants on the run line. They had a bounce back in that one. And the other one I like, I like the Brewers here. Eric Lauer has been uh, solid his, his last three starts. With, uh, and that's 1.5 ERA versus Espino in the Nationals. I'll take uh, the Brewers to get a win here at home on the run line. Two I like in that one. Edmund Naya on the show, like we, we get the... Um... 
we have five home teams here for baseball, and one of them is Oakland. We get, so we get the show after the game, and Mania was on last night, and he seemed pretty excited about this one, to be honest with you. He was super stoked on it. So, um, Super was, stoked? Did you give up three home runs again? I mean, the A's own the Giants. What's up, blitz? I mean, they, they own them. They, they, they own the Giants. They own them. That's Bittler. It cost him in his bankroll yesterday. He was a big giant backer. No, I was a big, a big Oakland backer. Sure you were. It's okay, Brian. We got room on our bandwagon. Yeah, you get your facts straight. Because Rod's not on it. so Don't put words room. in my mouth. Rod loves a good bandwagon. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. I'll put words in your mouth. Is it my turn? No, it's Ron Romanelli's turn. All right. All right. Yeah, thank you very much. No. Um I'm going to lean to the athletics at home getting plus money. Yes, Manaya has not been too sharp, but neither has Kevin Gowden since the All-Star break. <clears throat> I don't really want to lay money line price on the road, as a favorite money line price on the road with the Giants here. Both teams obviously playing for this one. You know, It's a big rivalry as well as both teams are in a playoff races in the division wild card. But I think the athletics uh, getting the plus money, that's where your value lies at home. So I'll take the A's and then I'm going to take the under in this Angels-Indians game. You got Two of the most uh, promising young pitchers in the league going at it. Two guys that struggled at the start of their careers and of the season, but Tristan McKenzie, uh, give him credit, last start, perfect game into late into his outing, shut out <clears throat> eight innings, 11 strikeouts, only one hit allowed. Um, he's definitely starting to show some signs of uh, production and then and development. You got Reed Detmers struck out six batters in six innings last outing against the uh, Astros. His best start in the majors so far. I think runs are hard to come by. Total set at nine. I think we see about seven or six. So I'll take the under. Brian? Yeah, I hate to disagree with my good buddy Rod here, but I think the A's might be the best free pick on the board. I just I think they're bound and determined to take out their rivals here. They're at I home. I hate them. And, uh, hate the yeah, the Galsman hasn't gone, what, more than – He's pitched about four or five innings his last half dozen starts, so he's not going to go that deep. I just think Oakland A's here, the definite best free pick bet. And I like the Nationals a little bit against the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Nats have won three straight games. I, actually, I think you take the plus one and a half here of Washington. I think this is a one-run game all day. Lauer isn't that great. So Nationals plus one and a half, and the best bet here is the Oakland A's. I'm with you on the Oakland A's. I also like that under in uh, the Reds-Marlins game. Miley and Thompson, both these guys are tough. And um, I know it's a hitter's ballpark, but I like the uh, under in that one. Um, I, I do like the under in that Indians-Angels game. I didn't think about that, but good call on that one, Romanelli. Um, McKenzie's, we knew this guy was sitting on a world of talent, you know. I, we were, I, was, I was overly excited when they brought him up the, you know, at first, and uh, you know, he kind of wasn't ready. And Reed Detmers, he doesn't look really ready either, but he certainly has the stuff. I don't know. The Indians are so damn good in August and September. <laughs> it's always are, man. Always. It's like clockwork, man. Two games under 500. Lurking. Might be too much wood to chop in front of them this year. Yeah. I'll have to see. Yeah, you, you know, it's looked like this before for them, and they've done it. So... They've done it. They've they've qualified for the playoffs as a wild card and stuff on the last day of the season, probably more than anybody over the last 10 years. Them and the Rays. 
two teams at like the last week of the season. Yeah, the Rays have that late push magic. Yep, the A's and the Indians. The Guardians. All right. That was fun. That was a fun little segment. Move over to uh, Braves-Orioles. Ooh, that's a gem. And then we've got the uh, Red Sox. Even better, Jim. Red Sox and the Rangers. <laughs> Ooh. And the Cardinals and the Pirates. Pirates getting the win last night. D-backs and the Rockies, our buddy Zach Gallen, just not having a good season. I think he's hurt. He's playing hurt. Um, he just doesn't look like the same guy out there. And uh, then Phillies and uh, Padres, two teams uh, going south in a hurry. Three and seven in their last 10 for the Phillies and two and eight in the last 10 for the Padres. The yuck factor in town at Petco. Brian, speaking of the yuck factor, who do you like in these five? (laughs) Yeah, I think the only one of those games I kind of like just a little bit. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Cardinals look lifeless yesterday. You got J.A. Happ playing minus 195. So I think the only place you could be is on the Pittsburgh Pirates here. I think they get another W. Ron? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It's probably my D-Gen play of the day. Just take the Pirates plus money, getting a ton of it against the weakest link in the Cardinals rotation. Or is it John Lester? I guess that's up to debate. But, um, yeah, Pirates got the win yesterday. Dylan Peters is an interesting starter today for the for the Pirates. And, you know, I think it's just you're getting a ton of value with Pittsburgh. You know, they're, n- they're not going to make it look pretty all the time, 43 and 79 in the year. But I think this would be a good spot to take them. And I'm also going to take the Braves and lay the run line until <clears throat> the Orioles can uh, either win a game or cover a game on the run line. I'm just going to continue the trend. Matt Harvey's starting to pitch like he did in the beginning of the season. I uh, had a really rough start last start against the Rays, and the Braves just playing really magical baseball. I mean, without Acuna, now taking the lead in the division and taking it by force, I think that they win this one again by two, three runs. I think you could um, lay the alternate run line at two and a half to just try to get some a better price there. So I'll take Atlanta run line. Right. For me and those two, uh, you might as well take Atlanta minus the two and a half. Uh, we're going to usually win that one by three until the Orioles do something. Uh, maybe they're going to bust the record for the, the longest uh, losing streak. They're not, even close. Be, uh, they're not even close. They're not even close to the longest losing streak this season. <laughs> The, the Diamondbacks awful. and the um, and the Cubs have both had monster losing streaks this season. The Cubs have had two of them. Well, the Orioles are well on their way. Uh, I like the <laughs> Orioles here today, so I'm gonna, that's besides the point. Well on the way, and then the other one I like I like Boston to whoop up on uh, Jordan Lyles. Lyles was awful. He's zero and zero and three with a nine ERA his last three starts. Two and seven with uh, almost a six ERA on the road. Uh, I think this Boston team whoops them up. Give me Boston minus the two and a half. And I'm with you. Give me uh, the Pirates here. Uh, I think the Pirates show up and uh, beat beat the Cardinals again. For me, of this segment, I like the Rockies with Freeland <laughs> against Gallon. I just uh, Gallon's one of my guys, but not this year. He just doesn't look right, and uh, he hasn't been right. It's like he's good for like an inning or for, even for a batter, and then he just gets smacked, and it's like. In Colorado, bad spot. I know Freeland hasn't been so hot this year either, but he always he's one of those Rockies guys that pitches better at home. He's a Denver guy. He's from Denver, so he's only pitching out through his whole life. 
So um, it's on the road where he has struggled more. Um, I like uh, the Orioles here to end the streak, put, draw the line in the sand at home at Camden Yards. We see a dropping line here and um, a lot, a lot of public smack here on the Braves. So I think somebody knows someone, something, and it's me. Is that somebody? Because I'm laying big here on the Orioles. I think today's the day. I think we could even reverse run line this. I think Bittler will let me put all of his salary for this month on that with me. No, nah, it's okay. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think the the Braves have been playing well nine and one in their last ten. Of course, the Orioles have lost sixteen in a row. But baseball is one of those games, you know. Which is one. I will games. say the Orioles hit lefties really well. But yep. and Drew Smiley is gets hit really well. That's and, true. I mean, the overs worth to look too. Yeah, they didn't hit him. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Freed, you know, he had a good start, so. Yeah, well, I think it's the Orioles in general is playing so. I, mean, I, I got news up. for you. I got let, let me explain something to you, okay? And he hasn't pitched like it necessarily all year this year, but Max Fried is a number one starter on one of the better young pitching staffs in all of baseball, okay? So Drew Smiley is kind of a fill-in guy that they hope can log some innings. There is a big difference. It's kind of like saying it's kind of like saying, well, they didn't hit, you know, they didn't hit they didn't hit Kershaw in 2014, you know. It's like so they can't hit lefties. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like I know they can hit lefties, but Freed hasn't been. I mean, he's been okay. I mean, he's he's had a rough year, but the second half of the season he's been really strong. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like I always say that Max Freed is the guy that in those big matchups, like he's a number one starter that you know against Degrom, he's not going to beat him. You know, he's not going to keep you in there. It's like, so in the last, not this year, obviously not last year and maybe not even the year before that, but it would always be, be like, you know, who's the guy that goes up against King Felix, you know, who's that guy? Cause he's the guy, you know, he's going to have to basically throw a shutout or one run, you know, to even to keep you in the game. So when King Felix got his no hitter um, against the Indians, Clevenger threw one hitter in that game. It was a home run. Do you know that? It was one nothing. Mm-hmm. Clevenger threw a one hitter against them. It was a home run in the first inning. Crazy, right? Yep. It was nuts. That's <laughs> crazy, man. I don't know. There's more no hitters in Seattle than anywhere. It's also in the blue and yellow uniforms, which I like. I think they should bring this back. I don't like the, the Seattle. I like the blue and the yellow with the pitchfork. M. The M. Yep. Yeah, those are the good ones. All right, it's parlay time. Um, you could do you could do an NFL parlay and a baseball parlay. You could just do a multi-sport parlay. You could just do you know the big favorites that you bet. You could do you know whatever you want to do. It's, it's your parlay, Rod. Well, for me, we're going to go uh, we'll go with a little, throw a little NFL in there. We're going to take uh, Houston plus the three and a half. We're going to take uh, Detroit Tigers on the money line. And we're going to take Boston minus the two and a half. We're going to parlay those three up today. Ron? Yeah, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders laying the points. I'm going to take the Houston Texans getting the points. I'm going to take the over in the White Sox Rays, and then 
I'm going to take the Oakland A's on the money line. Uh, Oakland A's, a play that I'm looking at now, it's probably a, a play I regret putting in the not putting in the premium area. I think that's probably my most comp play of the day. Brian? Yeah, I'm going to have a simple two-sport, multi-sport, <laughs> a two-team multi-sport parlay. I'm going to take the Texans plus the three-and-a-half and the Oakland A's on the money line. Those are my two favorite free picks of the day. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to do a football and a baseball parlay because that's what I do. And uh, you can even put all six of them together and call it a 16 parlay. <laughs> Why not? It's been. It's not like it hasn't been done before. Anyways, I like the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to parlay them up with the Carolina Panthers plus the points. You're going to need those points because the Ravens are going to win the game. So you need you need those points. Make sure you get the hook. Okay. So Raiders. The Panthers plus the hook with the Seattle Seahawks against the Broncos. That's my NFL parlay. I got two NFL premiums. We're going to talk about those on the VIP show. Then, I like the Oakland A's run line against the Giants in this one. I like the uh, I like the Baltimore Orioles and the... I had the other one all lined up. Oh, Colorado Rockies on the run line. We want tacos, and I believe they get tacos here in Colorado. Tacos. Yeah, they, in Colorado and Arizona, if you score over X amount of runs, you get tacos. And, uh, Colorado. Colorado, like, as the runs go on the board, every time they score a run, it flashes across the screen. We want tacos. <laughs> You guys don't watch the Rockies games? Oh, I do. The taco. We want tacos. They get a lot of tacos. They do get a lot of tacos. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No one's complaining. But thanks, everyone, for nope. joining us. Have a great day. Just about 10 minutes over our hour, but it was packed with picks today, packed with action. I think uh, the general consensus here is that the Blue Jays pitching staff is better than the Yankees. Manny Pacquiao is going to win tonight. And, well... We're going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Let's make it a winning day. And uh, like I said, going to try like crazy to act more professional tomorrow.